You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday. That's right. Wednesday, September 29th, almost done with August. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, uh, but certainly not always, the most. Javier Reyes, you might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, to which I am a staff writer for, among uh, other things, including I'm also a pop culture fellow, uh, writing at places like Film Cred, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Mental Floss, and more. I literally named all the publications in complete reverse order that I usually do. It's a weird night. What can I say, ladies and gentlemen? But if you feel so inclined, guys, you can hit me up on my personal Twitter account, which if you're watching the YouTube, you can see me pointing at right now at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres for the Twitter account for the show, which is really fun. Love interacting with you guys. You can hit me up on there. And of course, like I mentioned, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Padres. If you want to see me doing all these weird things on camera, doing the Usain Bolt firepower pose whatever you want to see you can see my ugly mug on there gonna be getting a new camera soon too so uh that's uh something to uh look forward to today's episode guys is brought to you by spotify green room guys join me week actually not sure Hold on. Do the Padres play on Saturday? I usually do Saturday. Okay, yeah, they do. Join me this week on Saturday at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time for a little kind of watch along. Probably one of the last ones that I'll be doing for a little bit, maybe, uh, in terms of Padres games, actually. Maybe not the last one I do for a little bit, but in terms of uh, the last little live chat that I'll be doing on the old Green Room app, download it. Follow me on there at Javier Reyes to be notified when we go live. Spotify Green Room changing the way we talk sports. And for today's episode, guys, we are talking last night's game against the Dodgers, the first in a in a set that I actually care about winning for once. You know, it's it's weird because the Pirates haven't played a lot of games recently uh, over the last week or so that I've really cared about. I don't series. I was like, all right, we're, we're done uh, after the sweep by. Um, the Cardinals that basically cemented it. Now you're just hoping that you play spoiler with the Dodgers. To be perfectly honest with you, I could care less if they were swept by the Giants as long as they were able to beat the Dodgers. Um, so we're going to be talking about the first game of the set, how I thought they played, which for the most part I thought was kind of porous uh, outside a couple things. And then we're going to be talking about Hunter Renfro because I posed this question yesterday after he hit a home run and just being like, I miss you, bud. And some people uh, kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, countered against that what's the synonym for that kind of uh pushed back against that you know what i mean the notion because we did get jay kernelworth looking back at that trade looking back at a couple more things talking a little bit about trent grisham and just where the team is heading right now my vibe about the team in general uh it's it's gonna be a fun episode guys so let's get into it the padres lose the first game in their final series against the dodgers padres v dodgers part what is it, seven at this point? I don't even remember. I don't even care because it's been a nightmare. Uh, they lose by a score of one to two. For the most part, pretty uneventful game as evidenced by the scoreboard. Uh, Walker Bueller, 
tremendous in this game. I will say, admittedly, yes, it is frustrating that the Padres offense did not show up tonight, but seven innings pitch, no runs, only three hits allowed, two walks, five Ks. He looked really good. Unfortunately, three of those five Ks came against Fernando Tatis Jr., who... You know, it feels like for basically ever since he came back off the IL after getting injured on July 30th, personally, what I've been watching, it feels like he's been forcing a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. He's still one of the tops uh, in the game at in terms of WRC plus in terms of all the metrics. There's a reason why, you know, 6.6 or 6.5 war uh, this year, according to baseball reference, Bryce Harper around like a 6.7, 6.6. Both of them have been MVP caliber. Um, and the fact that he's only 22 years old and has a 41 home run season currently with 25 stolen bases does speak volume. Still slashing an impressive 284, 370, uh, 617. But I have noticed it feels like he's been forcing a little bit over the last few weeks. Just trying to only go for those big hits. Maybe I'm wrong, whatever. But in terms of just his split stats, when you look at you know September, or I should say when you look at August, uh, 228, two, uh, 323, 579 uh, slash line. So definitely not what we're accustomed to. Has done a lot better, though, in September. So maybe I am wrong with this 293, 383 slash line. So he's been still very, very good. And let that be, look, it's, it's annoying that he struck out three times. Walker really is a pretty damn good pitcher. You know what I'm saying? If there's someone who could get him to chase pitches outside the zone, um, it's Walker Buehler, a great pitcher. And the fact that the Dodgers essentially have two guys in their rotation that are Cy Young worthy and Max Scherzer being the other one speaks volumes to how good this team is. But even still, it is frustrating to see the Padres uh, barely muster a couple of hits in this game. They get four hits in total. The only run that they get is in the top of the ninth inning. Jake Cronenworth, his 21st of the season. Another guy who didn't show up as much in August, uh, Mr. Cronenworth, who we'll be talking about a little bit later. I might touch on him just a little bit later in the episode. Um, the runs from the Padres coming from Che Turner getting a double and an AJ Pollock single. There's a couple other things in this game that I want to mention. There was a weird error that occurred in this game uh, with Manny Machado. They caught uh, Trey Turner at second base, probably t- too much of a lead. And then Manny Machado bites a little bit too much on when you're trying to handle the, the basis, the, the runner of a pickle kind of um, situation. And he goes way too much and, Trey Turner is right just as the transfer takes place between the second baseman, or I should say Tatis playing second base. I cannot talk the time I'm playing second base, throwing to Machado and right when he does Machado is too much up on the plate. And then he just too much up on the base pass guys. I can't talk. I'm sorry. Maybe I just don't know how to describe this, but uh, bottom line, Machado misplayed the ball. Uh, Trey Turner ends up at third base, ugly play for the Padres. Very ugly considering, you know, uh, just just how good Machado is supposed to be as a glove um, in general for this team. And for the most part, he still is. He makes an impressive play later on in the game from his knees, snap base burner, which was very good. So do you got to give him props there? But I will say another annoying moment in this game is when the Padres managed to ground out on a 3-0 pitch when you had a runner on first base. You're starting to start a rally, and then this is what you do. In order to spark it, you, you have a man on first base. What do you do? Just granted to double play on a 3-0 pitch. The Padres plate discipline skills. The Padres, I don't know who is telling them what to hit and when to hit, but it is not working, ladies and gentlemen. It is not working. And it's it's unfortunate because look, I mentioned it before. I would love if the Padres could play spoiler. I don't care. I hope the Giants do well. And the Giants, you know, things occur for them with uh Brandon Belt, one of their best players, um, suffering a broken thumb, a uh, fractured thumb, if I'm not mistaken, actually. And that really stinks. Not just because he's a good player, but for it to also happen this close to the end of the season. 
next four weeks, apparently. So maybe they'll have him for the World Series if they make it that far. Granted, the Giants are one of those teams that can't sustain injuries like this because they got guys like Lamonte Wade um, and Alex Dickerson that they can move around and whatnot. And Gabe Kapp is a great manager, so they should be fine there. But uh, that kind of stinks. I really want to try and spoil the Dodgers a little bit, help them out. The Giants did manage to get a win last night, which is good uh, in that respect. I would love nothing more than the Dodgers to be in that scary, scary wild card game and potentially getting bounced by the Cardinals, who won again last night, by the way, guys. Absolutely insane. The 17 games in a row. What's going on? We thought that the NL wildcard race was going to come down to like a really close, tight race between. At first, we thought it was just Padres Reds. Remember when that was a thing? Uh, we all been there at one point. Um, no, it wasn't. The Cardinals just decided, I got an idea. You guys don't seem all that inclined to try and take this wild card. We're just going to win 17 games in a row. So that's what the Cardinals did, guys. Uh, yeah, it's just the, the sad times are still are still going on. So before we talk about more of the sad times, guys, uh, I want to talk to you about a couple things. The first of them being Spotify Green Room. All right, guys, it is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and Mark Stein, people from The Ringer, what have you, uh, about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting the rooms for the Padres for the rest of the season. And you can finally join in, guys. What I love about the app is it's so easily accessible. You just download it. You talk. You join a room. You'll find me on there. My weird Will Myers picture of him staring in the space. Um, you find me on there, and you can just join and then just hear me talk. And then you can request to talk. And then you can also talk. It's really just so easy to get into. You don't need any crazy equipment or anything like that. Uh, so go download the free Green Room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me on there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S. And then you will be notified when my room goes live doing a room this week, Saturday, 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern time. Talk about this giant series and wrap things up. I imagine you guys might have questions. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts. Spotify Green Room changing the way we talk sports. But speaking of more sports stuff, guys, we're back and better than ever when it comes to the old gridiron, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a newly updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. And if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use fell 100 for all your nfl kind of stuff uh from football basketball boxing ufc mma though they got you covered guys uh, also remember to use the promo code locked on when you're doing all your other non-football stuff bet online your online sportsbook experts all right Whew. transitioning now ladies and gentlemen i am talking real real fast so i will probably be taking a whole bunch of sips of water but i want to talk about hunter renfro today um, lastly, before we talk about Hunter Renfro, just a couple of other thoughts about the game or the, the series against the Dodgers, I should say, we got a game coming up tomorrow and Thursday. I'm very curious to see, uh, body language stuff from the Padres. Uh, personally, I think that a lot of people keep saying like, did this que- team queen, uh, did this team quit on Jace Tingler? I don't know. It's really hard to say. My mom actually made a comment to me last night, which I thought was funny, where she was like, Hosmer, every time, despite how he's playing, always seems to have a smile on his face. And not in a good way. He's like always so delighted with himself. She was saying that very kind of 
in a derogatory way. She was like, this guy is like just a happy go lucky guy, I guess, apparently Um, to that. I do want to point out body language is very tough to decipher. I am not in the locker room guys. I I, I just, I'm not. Um, It's hard for me to be an insider in terms of that place. I do cover the Padres, but insider stuff when it comes to the locker room, I can't tell you what the body language stuff says, right? I'm sure they're all frustrated, but I do want to say with Hosmer, apparently look like smiling. He, he steals a base in this game. Uh, it doesn't steal a base. He gets a double in this game, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just check that just to be sure uh, that I'm not crazy that Eric Hosmer. Yes, he did get a double in this game. Okay, thank you. Um, it was Hassan Kim that stole the base at the end of the game. All right, there we go. I, I forgot about that. Okay, so anyway, moving on. It, it stinks because I know that someone commented on the YouTube. Hey, man, or on the podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, which you guys should all go check out and send me some nice reviews. That'd be greatly appreciated. Um that uh, someone commented, hey, man, like, at least do some research, plan a little bit before you record. And I actually do like I actually do write down my lines and whatnot. I know it seems like I talk super fast and just kind of looming out, but I actually do kind of prepare a decent amount. Yeah, there are some games when there's not much to say. I kind of can just look at the box score and what have you and then co- take a couple notes, have a couple funny jokes that I have in there. But for the most part, I do prepare. So now it's at the bo- back of my head, though, because a one friggin review. Damn it. Uh, that's what happens. Maybe we can drown out the reviews with some five-star ones. But anyway, don't want to go too much off on a tangent, guys. Um, I do want to say in terms of Eric Hosmer being like a smiley dude or whatever, it's seemingly everything. People showcase their grief in different ways. I don't want to be a body language doctor because there are some people who throw everything everywhere when they're upset. They have their Machado and Tatis incident or there are some people who literally just stare off in a space at a wall and are super furious i'm one of those types for the record and the meme that people put like the mask on with the smiley face but then behind they're like Ur! they're like crying or whatever some people are like that too you know what i mean so i don't want to look into that too much but uh in terms of hunter renfro let's get into that main topic right in terms of hunter renfro what i want to say about him is I put out a tweet basically saying, you know, he hit a home run for the Red Sox yesterday, who managed to lose to the Orioles, by the way, in a really hotly contested playoff race over in the AL. Uh, He hit a home run for the Red Sox. It was his 29th of the season. And Hunter Renfro, pretty good player for the Red Sox this season. And I think that he's always kind of had that potential. He's always been a a top-ish or at least higher-tier level prospect. Uh, This year, impressive slash line. Uh, I wouldn't say impressive. I'd say solid 262 with a 319 on base with a 498 slugging. He has 29 home runs. Um, and, and one thing I will say about him and 91 RBIs, if people care about that, one thing I will say about him is he's at least alleviated some of his extreme strikeout concerns. He still strikes out a lot, but at least he's getting a decent on base percentage. One that isn't like just libelous or whatever it is like a liability. You know what I mean? His, his on-base percentage, he was like that with the Padres and don't get me wrong. He's had incredible moments with the Padres guys. I mean that walk-off grand slam or walk-off home run, whatever. I think it was the walk-off grand slam against the, yes, the Dodgers from 2019 was incredible. The three home run game is what I'm thinking of uh, against the Rockies, that big blowout from 2019 as well. in like the aughts of August or something like that from a couple years ago in 2019 was awesome. I did have love for the guy. He was this type of player that if you only showed people the highlights, if you only showed him some of his best games, people who don't watch a lot of baseball, they would look at and be like, oh my God, is this like the best player in the league? I mean, he had some freak moon tanks sometimes out there man term coined first by peter apple of just baseball by the way go follow him on twitter too um 
But uh, in terms of his upside as a player, I think the big thing about Hunter Renfro is that he's also very, very, very solid um, outfielder. He's up there in out, um, outs above average. That's the stat. Um, defensive run saved, all those things. He's a very solid outfielder. His defensive war with the Padres, actually, that last 2019 season, even though his batting took a dip and he was just the home runs, but at what cost, like the Wario meme, uh, his defensive war is like 1.7 that year. So there was signs that he was developing into a solid um, outfield. And he has a great arm. He's nailed people. Uh, I remember they had a walk-off win a couple of weeks ago against it was, was it the Rays? It was, I forgot who it was, was it the Rays or it was Tampa. I forgot which, uh, which team this was kind of trying to rally back. And then he throws out the runner at third base. So he's transformed into a solid player and he's definitely transformed into a player that I'd rather have them. Uh, over Will Myers. That I will say is one of my main uh, conclusions. I'd definitely rather have him over Will Myers, not just because of the money, but also because solid defensive player. And yes, he's not the greatest bat in the world, not always consistent, might not always get you the base hits, but he's delivered a whole lot more than Will Myers in a lot of ways. And he makes solid contact and he's still a pr- decently young. By the way, this is only, if I'm not mistaken, let me check what season this is for him. Uh, no, wait, he's been playing since 2016. Really? What? 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 Am I crazy? I had no idea he's been played six. Okay, so maybe not the youngest new player in the world. My apologies, guys. Damn it. I am just proving that YouTube commenter right today. I'm sorry, guys. It's late. It's like 2.30 in the morning right now. I'm tired. Um, But in terms of forget the idea of whether or not you'd rather have him or Will Myers, right? Because I I would definitely rather have Hunter Renfro, uh, especially for the aforementioned reasons. Looking back at the trade, okay? So when you look back at the trade... (laughs) The Padres gave up, hold on, Xavier Edwards. I always almost say Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA. I always almost say Xavier Edwards, who I've seen around the 80 kind of range, 83 over at Just Baseball. I've seen as high as like 75 at other places in terms of top 100 prospects. And they gave up Hunter Renfro in exchange for Tommy Pham and, of course, Jake Cronenworth. So, at the same time, while I do kind of miss Hunter Renfro and his absolute freak tanks, it is true. And someone did reply to this on Twitter saying like, hey, I, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Uh, we still got Jake Cronenworth, Jake the Rake out of it. Uh, that is true. I mean, Jake Cronenworth on the year, man. He's just been incredible. On top of being a very solid, borderline elite defender at points because he makes some incredible plays, especially when you need it, especially early on the season. I remember when he made that double play and I think it was the second series against the Dodgers that the Padres won back when it was actually a rivalry and a little bit of a competition. He made some great plays there and the versatility, the fact that you could put him at short, you could put him at third, technically you could put him at starting pitcher. He was a little, yeah, he threw 95, man. Jake Cronenworth, I'm just curious why the Padres didn't try it out. That's all I'm saying. I'm just curious why they didn't at least attempt to see, eh, why not? Let's just throw him out there as a, as, as a pitcher. Why not? We're already out of contention anyway. I'm just thinking it might be fun. But of course, that's not how baseball teams operate. But for Jake Cronenworth alone, the trade is worth it. If anything, it's about even. We'll have to see how Xavier Edwards turns out. But if not for the Cronenworth thing, could you say we lost this trade if it was just for Tommy Pham, who in fairness at the time was the centerpiece of this trade. I think, yes, I think we might've lucked into some gold here. Not to mention Jake Cronenworth wouldn't have debuted for the Padres last year. If not for Jorge Mateo. Yeah. Jorge Mateo testing positive for COVID-19. I don't know if people remember that, but heading into um, the regular season, he was expected to have that final spot, but because of the COVID-19 thing for Jorge Mateo that's kind of what they decided all right Cronenworth because he had a decent spring and then he became 
the absolute god, Jake from Rake Farm, whatever nickname you want to give him, uh, delivering a solid slash line this year for sure at 273, 347, 467, and hit for a little bit more power than I expected, by the way. Uh, 21 home runs on the season, hit one, um, obviously, in the game last night. So really cool stuff, but I'm going to be examining all the trades, honestly for the Padres um, over the coming days and off season. I think that that's important. I think that, um, you know, it's easy, obviously in retrospect, I don't want to start hating and being like, obviously we shouldn't have done this thing, but I think it's important to go over stuff because there's been a lot of trades, man. We've talked about the Adam Frazier trade a whole bunch. We haven't talked about all the other ones though, from Mike Clevenger to Austin Nola, heck to even Emilio Pagan. There's a lot of trades to discuss guys, a whole lot, but you know what else? There's a lot of in this world, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of built bars, the best protein bars on all markets and all the land, guys. And what I like about them is they have a great variety of flavors. Cookies and cream, German chocolate, double chocolate, mint brownie, cherry barcia, raspberry, grasshopper cookie, rocky road, whatever birthday cake every now and then. And there's uh, speaking of every now and then they have these limited time flavors that pop up every now and then that are really cool. So they always keep you on your toes, always coming up with new flavors over there. I imagine they'll have some pumpkin flavor come out soon for the fall season. Uh, But best of all, of course they are protein bars, which means they are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. What are you waiting for, guys? Just like, what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Built. Oh, wait. Promo code LOCKED15. Ah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm in a mess today. I'm sorry. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wow. Uh, it's not that I'm sad or anything. I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep an upbeat attitude on today's episode, hopefully to entertain you. Hey, if anything, maybe if you're watching the YouTube, you can laugh at how poofy my hair has been getting. Uh, Don't worry. I'm not going back to longtime listeners and and, uh, viewers of me. I'm I'm not going back to the days when I was literally looking like as Jeff Snyder of locked on Dodgers, which if you guys are masochists and want to hear Dodgers fans being happy, you could go tune into that. All seriousness though, they put on a great show Uh, as Jeff Snyder called it. The, the Etsy, you know, version of, uh, the Pinterest fail version of Fernando Tatis Jr. When my hair, I had the headband and everything. I don't know. Maybe I, sh- maybe I should because with the way the Padres collapsed, maybe I need to kind of talk, uh, talk up my hair again and bring it back, bring it back, baby. But um, last thing I want to talk about is a couple of things. First of all, I mentioned the Cardinals already, and I just wanted to mention this AL wild card has been absolutely electric to watch. I'm very, very excited. The Mariners are the type of team. I wrote about how the Reds were actually, I pulled a Benedict Arnold and I said why there are reasons that the Reds were actually the fun bandwagon team of this year, including talking about Joey Votto's little fan, Abigail, talking about how Wade Miley looks like a psychopath and is just actually low-key had a really good season. The fact that Nick Castellanos, every home run apparently results in tragedy. I wrote about a bunch of reasons there, but uh, the Mariners, man, they won again last night and I'm just, just flabbing him. Um, what I love about that team is they bring a lot of truth to the whole like stats just aren't everything sometimes like when you look at that team they have Ty France who believe me we will be talking about on a future episode maybe even with a guest but you know you look at guys like Ty France you look at guys like outside of him I should say you look at Tyler Anderson is starting for them on two days rest 
last night's like Kyle Seeger. You look at guys like JP Crawford and then Mitch Hanniger. It's like, you know, those are okay players. JP Crawford, decent defender, but Kyle Seeger barely on any on base stuff, but he just hits home runs and seemingly just hits home runs at all the right times, guys. I mean, it's truly just phenomenal. Like clutch stats actually mean something in terms of their um, clutch rating among all teams in baseball, if I'm not mistaken, they're high up there. 8.31 is their clutch rating uh, for for a while now. And the next highest is like 3.36, the Mariners. That's right, the Seattle friggin' Mariners, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they just, they're they're magical. And I recommend everyone checking um, checking them out. Uh, and what's it called? Um, that was their stats. Oh, I'm sorry. Their 8.31 rating is for hitting, by the way. And then in terms of clutch pitching, they rank, let's see here. Seattle is second in the league, 7.10. And then the next highest would be 4.67. The Detroit Tigers have actually had a lot of clutch pitching this year. How do those stats work exactly? I don't know. have all the time in the world to explain. But the other thing I want to talk about, speaking speaking, speaking of stats, is this. Um I feel like AJ Preller, one of the criticisms you can have about him is that when he swings big, it feels like he builds it almost like a fancy baseball team. That he's trying to play fancy baseball and that he's going for the big names instead of going for, you know, everybody has that guy in their league. Everyone I know, people watching this, they're probably playing fancy football. Everyone has that guy in their league who right now is like, yo, uh, yo, would you trade Cooper Cup? What do you want for Cooper Cup? Who currently is like the num- number one wide receiver of fantasy football, who we don't know, for the Los Angeles Rams. And it's like, all right, man, like, this isn't that creative. Like, this is my best player. You know what I mean? And it feels like I just want to – I think the biggest issue that I I have with A.J. Preller right now is I'm looking at all the players they've given away, and we're going to break down each trait individually over the coming weeks, that basically with the exception of maybe in terms of that one working out for us, but in terms of players that were good – I mean, the only one that you can maybe say right now is like, no, you can't say that one either. I was about to say Mike Clevenger. No, I don't know why I was about to say that because they got Cal Quantrill. But bottom line is, look at all these players. Manny Margo, not the best player in the world. He's not a great batter. He was formerly like a top-level prospect, and we thought he was going to have a ton of speed. He's really just a defender, right? Like he's just a good replacement defender guy. But that's still some value. It's better than Emilio Pagan. Heck, Emilio Pagan's a disaster. Then you look at... Guys like Hunter Renfro, who are good elsewhere. You look at guys like Fran Mil Reyes, who are good elsewhere. I'm just having trouble finding the trades that the Padres have made where all those guys, it's not like they finessed anybody. You know what I mean? Trent Grisham trade all of a sudden. Not nearly as one-sided as we thought it would be. You know what I mean? You look at all the stats and we get excited and we're like, oh man, Trent Grisham, outfield jump, reaction time's incredible. Yes, for some reason, I don't think he understands where the ball is all the time or his glove is all the time and he can't catch it all that well and he makes some errors in that regard, but solid defender, really good 2020. But all of a sudden, Eric Lauer, really good pitcher, 2.93 ERA for the Milwaukee Brewers right now. He's killing it. He's really, really killing it. And then Luis Urias, who's not, you know, the greatest bat in the world, but if you want me to just pull up his his kind of stats really, really quickly, uh, just a solid bat, a solid bat. He's the type of guy that I'd rather have over Hassan Kim right now. I know that sounds blasphemous. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Avi, shut up. All right. I would not rather have Luis Uri- Urias over um, uh, Hassan Kim. I get it. Hassan Kim is really likable. I get it. 
He's got a smile that lights up the world. He's got the, the great hair dye, uh, everything. But 246, 342, 436. Plus, he's an okay defender. He's got 25, or I'm sorry, 21 home runs on the year, 25 doubles. It's not that bad, man. Like, he's the type of guy that I wish we had. Instead of a Jerickson profile here, you're at least, you know, paying a contract to. And especially with Hassan Kim, who you signed to this kind of big deal in all things considered. Um, that's the thing that I have with the Padres. It's not necessarily that Darvish and Snell and, you know, some of these guys haven't worked out all that well. It's that seemingly everyone seems to do better elsewhere. And that comes down to pitching development. That comes down to player development. comes down to A.J. Peller. It comes down to coaching. It comes down to pitch coaching, which is why I think Mr. Uh, what's his name? What's that man's name? Larry Rothschild. That's why I think he might have got canned, ladies and gentlemen. Why am I talking all Southern light? I don't know. But what I do know, they have serious questions, the Padres, and I'm worried about how many teams seem to just be thrilled with every return. As far as I'm concerned, this Xavier Edwards kid that we traded to Tampa, he might be a stud. He might be. He might be. Um, and it's, it's, it's concerning. And it's concerning. And I, I'm wondering if there's – it just feels like we bought way too much in 2020, man. It really does. And I, I hate to say that, but you look at – I mean, you look at Lamette, man. I mean, Lamette's just damaged goods. This guy's coming out of the bullpen now. It's the guy that was a Cy Young contender last year. What the heck happened, man? And are you confident that Mike Clevenger is going to come back and be good? This Padres organization that they're going to fix it? I don't know, man. And as far as I'm concerned, Tatis can only take you so far. Don't get me wrong. There are so many teams that are worse. Go ask the Texas Rangers right now how they're doing. Go ask the Colorado Rockies how they're doing right now. It's not fun being bad, but I have to admit, it's looking like it do small moves. Um, and that they need to try and hit a hard reset in some way, try and dump Hosmer's contract. You know what I mean? But then again, I was, I was talking with a friend about this. Like I'm concerned, you know what I mean? Because if you try and dump Eric Hosmer and rightfully, I think that teams are going to be asking for CJ Abrams, top prospect on the team. That's what they're going to be asking for. I don't know what you can do. I really don't know what you can do. AJ probably is going to have to pull some magic guys. Um, but we'll be talking about all that and more on future episodes because it looks like we are about out of time. But before we officially wrap up today's extremely late edition, for me anyway, uh, of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, let me talk to you about something else. Betting on the Padres, betting on their farm system players, betting on the Derby, betting on the playoffs. It doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, in terms of the future of this whole thing, I'm going to try and have some extra guests on uh, throughout the week uh, to talk about some things. Of course, going to be recapping this Dodgers series because it is actually, you know, we're we're almost at. We have this series and then the Giants series, and then we're done with Padres baseball for a while. Uh, going to be recapping those games, of course. Might talk to Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. Might talk to Lucas Smith of Locked On Cardinals, recently launched YouTube show. Go check him out. Uh, might just talk about some other teams who were very disappointed this year. My buddy Jason Burke. He does some good work over at Locked On A's. Going to be trying to do all sorts of stuff, considering that we are finally in the playoffs. And there's just so much to talk about, man. We're going to be talking about farm system stuff. We're probably going to have Arm Layton back on. It's it's exciting times for the podcast, even though the Padres are very much not an exciting time, guys. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. So with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres. 
experience themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly appreciate that. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Locked On Padres. I will leave a description for all my audio listeners in the description of the podcast. So check that out. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies. Hey, hey, hey.